me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Look around you, that car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream, you did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you. And your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome in to DC On Screen, a podcast about the DC Universe properties being brought to film and television. To be clear, this is a spoiler-filled show. If it's been released, it's fair to talk about. I'm your host, David C. Robertson, and this is my co-host, Jason. Hello. All right, so this is our news episode of the week, and we've got a whole lot of news. I didn't think we would. I was actually surprised. Because <laughs> it actually looked kind of smallish. I know, and then it was looking very did... bleak for, for the news segment. And then I was I was doing the research for it, and I went, oh my lord, that's kind of a lot. Everything popped off. I know, it was kind of nice. <laughs> All right, big piece of DC animated news. Mark Hamill has officially signed on to be the Joker in Batman the Killing Joke, the animated version of the classic Alan Moore uh, comic. Mm-hmm. This is the comic where the Joker shoots and uh, paralyzes Barbara Gordon. Mm-hmm. And some Changing argues, the of that character for a very long time. Right. And some say sexually assault her. Um, I still believe it. Oh, yeah. I definitely I believe that. Believe um, she's brutal. She is, I mean, she is, is naked. It's really brutal. Because he, he captures Commissioner Gordon and puts him through a fair amount of, of uh, torture. Mm-hmm. Puts him on a roller coaster in an old abandoned uh, theme park and projects giant naked pictures of wounded and molested Barbara Gordon all over the place to drive Gordon nuts. Um, Mark Hamill has said that he would come out of retirement for that, um, for that role. Can't blame him. And, well, I mean, obviously I think all the fans wanted Mark to come back and do that. I mean, we, 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 most of us, most of us will take Mark Hamill. would have done a great job. Yeah, but we want Mark. We want Mark to do it. He's earned his stripe, man. He he deserves to do it, it's the classic that, Alan Moore killing joke tale. Yeah, he's wanted to do it for forever. It's the one we've been clamoring to see to hear him do since you know, <laughs> we since our parents were let, let us read the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Like it, this is this is a long time coming. Now I I don't know if it's true, but I've already I've heard that he already has all the dialogue in the can that they've actually already recorded him uh, for the movie, and I, along I, with I, that. Were they just recording him in the shower? Because I'm sure he's been just reciting pages of The Killing Joke for years. That memory is treacherous speech, know. for instance. I'm sure he could do that off top of his head right now. Probably. But um, to complement that news, Kevin Conroy has come out saying that he really hopes they let him be Batman again for The Killing Joke. Okay, see, that's perfect. And they've got to, right? 
If, I one if would they assume don't, they, Andrew Romano is going to go storm through somebody's damned office door. They let him play. They let him play Batman in in the um, Assault on Arkham Asylum. Yeah, which damn fine movie, by the way. Go check that out. Actually, it's great. Yeah. Um, a lot of fun. It's a Suicide Squad movie. But yeah, uh, Conroy comes back as Batman in that. And if they don't let him come back for Killing Joke, which I can't imagine they wouldn't, because they know that like Hamill and Conroy. Those are our boys. Yeah. Like, as far and as they, fans go, like... They pair well. They they know each other's work. They've been bouncing great off each other for years. It just makes more sense than anything else. It really does. So, over an arrow, mm-hmm. um, Ollie's going to get a new suit in season four. We know that. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be called Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. And it was suggested... We, we edge ever closer to... It was suggested that Ollie might be getting the fabled goatee before the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But uh, Stephen Amell uh, responded to that suggestion on Twitter. He said, 100% no. Right. Never. Our show could go 14 seasons and a goatee will never appear. Hope that clears things up forever. Translation, <laughs> fuck your couch. There is no way he's doing that goatee. Like, Amell is apparently a, a fashionable man. <laughs> uh, who has yeah. very strong feelings about goatees? Uh, right, it happens. Well, okay, he's he's already bordering on the lumbersexual side of things. I don't, <laughs> I don't think like a full a full on beard or just a normal goatee mm-hmm. would be bad. I mean, it doesn't have to be cut to look like he came rolling out of a Sherwood Forest Renaissance Fair thing. You know, I mean, he could well, it totally have just have to. But yeah, I mean. But he said a goatee. He's already kind of got one. Well, if he doesn't shave, yeah. Well, I mean, he's got like the, it's fuller there with a goatee, and then he's got like the slight beard going on. I don't know. (laughs) I don't think it's a big enough situation for me. Mm -hmm. Actually, what I'd be more interested to see is, I kind of want to see the cheerier Oliver anyway, so I wouldn't mind if he just shaved all together and did like classic, like uh, golden age green arrow. Mm, Yeah. Like Brave and the Bold green arrow. Right. I'd be okay with that, too. He kind of is uh, currently just by accident that mixture of the golden age plus the the hood of the the later stuff. So we're right in the yeah. middle. We can yeah. I can deal with that. Just just yeah. I'll live without the goatee. Right. I know. And it's amazing that the goatee takes up this much conversation time. But here we damn are. <laughs> All right. They also have um, some casting news that's come out. Uh, Brian Robbins, who played on Falling Skies, has been cast in a recurring role for season four. Um, he will play Conklin, a sadistic and ruthless member of Shadow Spire, who will be an adversary for Oliver in the flashback sequences. He's getting a lot of flashback villains so far. I know. And, and I hate the flashback stuff. I'm still <laughs> on board with the flashback stuff. That's the reason I started watching. I'm, I'm right. still in. The, you know, They've got two the more flashbacks- years to play with it. Like the first two years, the flashbacks were way more interesting than the normal storyline, and <laughs> now, now the normal storyline has you know gods running around. And, so yeah, you kind of like right, to see that, right? And the flashback sequences have just gotten boring for me at this point. Like they didn't know what they were doing their flashback sequences last year. I, they just yeah, didn't. actually, that it really did feel I don't know uh, cobbled. I guess mm-hmm. it, kind of, kind of, uh, it felt a little thrown together. Admit and. I, I think I don't know how much that must have been their fault because I'm surprised they even got to keep Katana. 
yeah. Suicide Squad well, came and just took half of their cast, or at least half of their planned cast. So, I mean, spoilers, she kills herself at the end, doesn't she? <laughs> I don't know. I, it's, maybe someone picks up the sword and... Well, if she killed herself her with her own sword, I guess... Yeah, I guess she's got her sword stuck around, floating around in that sword. Right. right? That's her own little, like, Ghostbusters basement. Mm-hmm. Some dude from the EPA is going to come confiscate the sword. Sword. Oh, yeah. All right, do you want to hop over to, uh, like, there hasn't been any Flash news, so... Well, I, I, I there's one more thing on uh, Arrow I meant to bring up with you earlier, but... Um, oh, okay. Two, actually. One, bizarre thing. Um, Amel showing up at a WWE thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I saw that headline and skipped right the hell over Him that. and some fellow named Stardust <laughs> apparently are going to throw down. Uh, okay. As far as I knew, this has culminated in this Stargust guy, like, using using the, uh, you have failed this whatever tagline, and and, oh. and ripping up an Arrow comic. I don't know. I didn't see it. Maybe he said, you failed this comic, or probably you failed this goatee and ripped the comic up. But wow. I, I don't know. I don't know where that's going. I guess Amel's bored. I think he might. <laughs> It, from like the, the way it was heating up, it was starting to look like he was going to go, you know, have a guest match somewhere. They do that kind of crap. Yeah, and if, it, it probably would way, boost if, the ratings. If anyone, <laughs> if anyone out there is still laboring under under the delusion that wrestling is real, <laughs> now will be the time. Now I, would be the time for you to unburden yourself. You're right. Oh my take Lord. this the day of Roddy Piper's death to take take a real account of your your views. Oh, oh, I know. I didn't even think about that. I know, but again, here we are. Hey, look, a <laughs> in what is distinctly a less silly kind of turn. Um, have you have you seen the stuff that that uh, Guggenheim's been saying about what he wants to do with Damien Dark? No, actually, I haven't seen that. It here. Let me see the. I'm gonna have here. to get on. We wanted. I'm someone... gonna have to get on Google Alerts. You. <laughs> I've got to get on Google Alerts. Apparently, I'm missing shit, man. Well, we'll find him. Uh, the The quote was this: uh, "Damien's a different kind of villain than we had on the show before. He's not as centurion as Rage. He's not as Looney Tune as Slade. Which I, I I'd never thought of Looney Tune when Slade, but okay, here we are. Yeah, me either. Um, he's not as and people will be surprised I use this word, but he's not as noble as Malcolm Merlin. He's pure evil. Oh, he was right. I was surprised I, to use that word. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't." Use noble for. <laughs> All right. Well, apparently, well, it goes one on, of the though. reasons we, we wanted, have a. Hold on. We wanted someone who was truly, truly malevolent. Malevolent. We've never done that on the show before. All of our big bads, although always thought they were doing, you know, the wrong things for the right reason. This guy does the wrong thing for the wrong reason. Um, and they're going to introduce him really early on in the series. It's not going to be the mid-season finale when we get him. It's just going to mm-hmm. be like episode two or three, right out of the gate, and uh, that's that's the guy you're up against. There, yeah, which will be a little more fun. There, uh, he was also saying that it kind of, uh, you know, the the villain of the week thing. It's kind of infused mm-hmm. it a little bit. He put it. Oh, um, I don't know the he, the way he's the way he's got it, the room felt out right now. It feels like everything's kind of. Um, I got more energy, I suppose, because they have this just uh, malevolent presence hanging about. Yeah, I mean, that could be good. It could be. Could be terrible. <laughs> who, who could say? Such like, is the fate of generally. <clears throat> Generally, unless we're speaking of the Joker, mm-hmm. I am more interested in villains who are just truly misguided, who think that they're doing, you know, the right thing, and there must be casualties or whatever. Right. But um, okay, 
okay, let's let's do this. Let's if well, you want to exactly yeah. like he said though, he's kind of tried of course that approach several times. A lot of these people had at least their own reasons. You know, the, the everyone's the hero of their own tale kind of thing. And Based on Guggenheim's descriptions of the other villains, though, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the hell that means. I don't for the I for Damien Dark because he 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 really me. it seems to be a rebel with absolutely no cause. Right. To like as far as I'm concerned, a couple of those a couple of those descriptions of the other villains were so off base. Looney Tunes. Yeah. <laughs> Noble. <laughs> mm. Well, really? and I, what... the way I understood it is, uh, Centurion is Raish. He's it, it was just an imperialistic notion with Rage. He, it, it wasn't even personal. He was just going to kill off Star <laughs> City to complete a training assessment to check mark a box. Um, mm-hmm. Looney Tune is Slate. Like, yeah, I, I can see what he's saying as far as Slate is just uh, he's lost it, and he lost it a long time ago. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of about Poor the time Slate. he got blown up, and then Shadow, and then all, he's he's gone. He's long gone. Um, mm-hmm. And then, as noble as Malcolm, I suppose you know he really was trying to fix the city right um, it was the most outright exposed gentrification i've ever actually seen as an attempt but he was trying yeah you know and I, I think i actually did read that and i think i like woke up and had like a notification on my phone or something mm-hmm. and wound up like going to that and then like it was there kind of floating around and i was like what and i couldn't make heads or tails of it and promptly forgot it all right, so you were half asleep, you read Looney Tune as Slade, and you, your eyes rolled in the back of your head, and you went back to sleep. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Right. I do remember some of that. Like, just a slight amount of that. Um, Noble is... Uh, I mean, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, same uh, same, uh, same kind of... I don't know, whatever it was. Uh, they uh, Mel was saying he really does want to see that son come back, by the way. He was saying what? He, uh, Mel's saying now that he really does want to see his son come back in the show. Oh... Like he, it's top Dude, of mind it is for him. Virtually impossible to keep track of all the crap Stephen Amell says online. Is it? Apparently, he just hangs he he just hangs out all day on on the internet saying crap. Yeah, but he, <laughs> he's always saying what we want to hear. So I don't mind. Like I I get the feeling he is is probably the world's utmost authority on his own show, which is refreshing. Yeah, it. It is nice. Now there was a there was a bit about the weapons clan. I wasn't going to mention it because initially because um, it's not a, a true piece of news uh, in as much as they haven't announced it officially. Um, but they they are they have said that they've talked extensively about bringing the weapons clan into Arrow at some point, and they have said you were telling me that they've said that they will. Well, um, the exact quote was eventually they'll end up on the show. Now, this was actually Guggenheim that said that. I, I was saying Kreisberg earlier. I was wrong. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah, it was him saying eventually they'll end up on the show. And we already have Komodo. We've already got uh, Katana. Well, I guess her sword. I don't know. Whatever that ends up being. Well, it, it brings up a lot of interesting questions because Shadow is dead. She was part of the Weapons Clan. Um, Robert Queen, he's dead. He mm-hmm. was the leader of the Weapons Clan. Mm-hmm. Um, Katana is in there. She's dead. Um, so many of the characters who are... In the Weapons Clan, either don't look like their comic book counterparts, Vertigo, for instance, mm-hmm. or they <laughs> Now, Komodo's about the most salvageable part of all of it at this point, isn't he? Now, what I really like about that, though, is that in the comics, Oliver um, realizes that he was trained to use a bow and arrow from an early age, right. that he was meant to take over the Arrow Clan. Right, right. 
that was the interesting thing to me. But at the same time, it's sort they, of... They took care of that in the show. We don't have to train him again. And they yeah. clearly established that he had no idea what he's doing with the bow when he was our first handed it. I know. So they can't really utilize that. No, they can't use that. But they what they can do... And um, hey, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. The the people that are still surviving um, now, the leader of the clans in the in the books end up kind of forming a, like a neo outsiders. Mm-hmm. So if the remainder people kind of showed up as a as the outsiders one episode, that'd, that'd be great. You know, and you know, they've got all those time travel elements over in the Flash. It it wouldn't be out of hand for them to rewrite a little of the first season's history, bring back Simon Stagg. Maybe get a little metamorpho in there. That wouldn't be so bad. A little bit of outsiders. <laughs> metamorpho. <laughs> it's all. Uh, it all comes down to metamorpho for you. It's, if I don't I, know why I if like I metamorpho say the words so much. Outsiders. <laughs> you. First of all, you're like, oh, that terrible film. Like, no, the terrible comics. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The, one, the one with metamorpho. Yeah. <laughs> I like metamorpho, and I'm not sure why. I don't know. I, uh, I think I it's like I the, like him just fine. Yeah. It just I don't know. If he was gone, it wouldn't really I, hurt my feelings again. I I think it's like the um the tragic the tragic affair between Metamorpho and Simon Stagg's daughter. <laughs> I think it, it's that one tiny tiny piece of me that wants to like a Nicholas Sparks movie. <laughs> I don't because the rest of my brain takes over. Right. But <laughs> it's that one tiny little part of me. <sighs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, what, what else did we have? We've done an Arrow show so far, right? Um, but Arrow was on it. Thanks, Amel, for keeping us afloat. You were you were talking to me earlier about the uh, the Gotham fans complaining. Do you want to talk about that? I only to say that uh, cool your tits. <laughs> what are they complaining about? It's that uh, there's been a lot of comment recently about you know uh, there are too many villains in season two. It's not that many, and it's Gotham. <laughs> we'll be fine. What do you? How do you think you're going to get a Batman if there's not a bunch of super villains running around? Come on, people. Well, Batman's like ten, so. Well, yeah, and he needs to grow up knowing that there's some bastards out there. <laughs> what I like about what I do like about Gotham and the way they're doing, they're bringing in super villains before Batman is ever even Batman. Yeah, I do like that. Is it? It, it kind of puts aside. The whole notion that Batman is the reason these guys started showing up in the first place, right? And I, I like that. Um, I don't know. I like that story, and I like that motivation. I've seen it done well. It just, mm-hmm. it's not my favorite. I, I like the, I, I like it to be a little more straightforward than that. There were bad people, therefore Batman. Yeah, but at the same time, I can see what they're saying, though. I mean, yeah, of course. Why do you want to? I mean, the show is crowded and and clunky enough. Hell, we lost two cast members. We don't even know what happened to them. Almost no one even batted an eye when Montoya and, and Dude disappeared. What right. is his name? Alan? Detective Alan? Is that his name? Uh, Alan Crispin. Alan Crispin. That's his name. Yeah. Um, Who I only cared about because very, very briefly, that man is the Spectre. Very, very briefly. I was much more interested in uh, in Corrigan over on Constantine. But. Of course. Oh, yeah. By the way, I haven't updated anyone. I did watch Constantine. I did watch all of it. So. I know. I'm so proud. Just waiting on on that Matt Ryan casting news over on Arrow. Come on, guys, don't don't wink, let wink. me down. Cause, nudge, nudge. Because Constantine was actually a pretty fantastic show for the most part. I I don't pull out. I told you so very often. I'm going to do it now. All right, go ahead, get it over with. I told you so. Oh, it hurts. I know. I'm sorry. It hurts. I, I just every now and then you have to you have to go through with it. My my ego has like a hole right now with like burning cinders on the side. A little I told you so shaped hole. Oh, oh. 
Anyway, over to Supergirl real quick. Um, We're going to fly in and out of that as soon as possible. News has dropped on a couple of things. Mm. Um, First of all, they're adding the character of Lucy Lane, Lois Lane's sister. Mm -hmm. Um, She's going to be in her late 20s to early 30s and uh, has, as in the comics, dated Jimmy Olsen. There's there's no casting news yet, but they have cast uh, Chris Browning of Sons of Anarchy as Ben Kroll, otherwise known as Reactron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll say that name again. Reactron. A villain with nuclear-powered armor. <laughs> and apparently they're going to be playing up the whole this whole angle again, the same angle they did um, in the pilot, from what I understand, um, as, a, as a dude who is... Seeking revenge on on uh, Supergirl because of Superman. Right. Um, Is this going to be like a theme in the show? Like some dude looking for Superman, and he's like, I, "You're I, just a little girl. I'm just." Oh man. Oh, yeah, we can't do that every single episode. Like a few of them, I get, but at some point, just start telling your damn story. Um, and it's going to be r- really hard to. Mm-hmm. do a show if you keep referring to Superman over and over again. First of all, you don't need to. I know he's out there. Second mm-hmm. of all, if you keep referring to him, eventually I'm going to expect to see him, and you're going to have a really hard time filming a scene with just a Superman silhouette. Yeah. Because they're not going to let you use him. Yeah. So. Alright. Now, the they, one cool thing that might come out of it, though, is that Reactron at some point does kill Kara's parents. Um, mm. If they choose to use that in the show, we'll not be going somewhere. That would be interesting, but he's showing up it might be recurring, is what I'm saying. But if he's like he's showing up in like episode three, mm-hmm. um, so I'll be honest, eh. though, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you know they they just kind of throw in as many people as they can up front and see what sticks. Well, let just I beg of them, let me let me get to know Kara's parents before you off them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me some emotional reason to care. Weeding it up a little, people. Good gosh. At least show us a All puppy. All right. <laughs> No call for a puppy. <laughs> always need for a puppy. <laughs> I know your affinity for puppies. There's no reason for a puppy here. Yeah, yeah, honestly, the reason I didn't like the Jurassic Park franchise after a while, they killed that dog. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I, I can't don't... forget it. Poor dog was just trying to protect his house. Brave On that guy. note, word has come down that Chris Pine, we knew that Chris Pine was going to be cast as Steve Trevor or Hal Jordan. Word has come down officially. He has chosen Steve Trevor for the Wonder Woman movie. There's not a whole lot to say about it. We don't know how they're exactly treating this character. Um, it's, it's honestly not the choice I thought they would make or I should say he would make, but I, I suppose he he does tend to uh, pick r- some interesting roles in between the blockbusters. So I, th- I think he likes more of the uh, indie roles to uh, to to play with. I'm going to go ahead and guess that Chris Pine decided not to play Green Lantern in whatever form because it was it's probably going to take up a lot of his time he's got the star trek franchise going on he's got you know uh whatever indie movie he's wanting to do and his pro there's probably a a, a good uh, bit of fear <laughs> because of the ryan reynolds situation from a few years ago also on the docket dc put out an official trailer breakdown of batman versus superman and they did confirm that tao akamoto is playing mercy graves big batman versus superman stuff is coming out uh, the September issue of Empire Magazine has dropped. 
They have a ton of new pictures, uh, interviews. They have a blueprint for the entire DC Extended Universe, which is what they're calling it. We haven't mentioned that, I don't think, on the show. No, I, but, it, um, it's come up a couple times. I think it's starting to kind of get accepted as nomenclature, so we might have to kind of get on board. Yeah, the, the movie... The movie side of things, instead of the, you know, how Marvel has the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm -hmm. and they're calling theirs DC Extended Universe, which almost just sounds like, it, it messes with me because I'm a fanboy of a number of different things. And um, like the like the novelizations, the Star Trek and Star Wars novelizations are called the Extended Universe, mm -hmm. which means that it's not canon, mm -hmm. and, well, for the most part, and... So, you know... So you just the, saw the word like extended DC. and kind of had like a tingle in your spine that you... Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I don't dig it. I don't like the name. I wonder if they just but, wanted to have one more letter than Marvel. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, which is DC. kind of annoying because I liked the ring of there being an MCU and a DCU. Rolled right. off the tongue. But no well, way. I think they were they were probably wondering like DCCU. That's eh, kind of but whatever. <laughs> the DC they have a blueprint for the DC Extended Universe in there. Details about the Batmobile, like specs on the Batcave and the production design and all this stuff. And also, we learned some interesting things. Um, I'm gonna just roll through some of this. Uh, Zack Snyder is apparently and his wife, uh, his wife Deborah. And Charles Roven, they're all overseeing the entire DC extended universe. So apparently, we do have a, a. We've been, you know, believing that we didn't have a Kevin Feige, and it turns out we do. Mm -hmm. And as Zack Snyder, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I like Zack Snyder as a visualist. Uh, he's he's. Don't want him to play God with your favorite people, though. Don't want him to put on the God socks. <laughs> Hey, look. Um, here's here's how I'm trying to I'm trying to focus on this. At least it is one person. At least it does have a head. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's three people, but it looks like Zach is the head. That'll work. Yeah, but um, there's there's still as long as it is going through one filter, it's got a, a fighting chance. Yeah. Now he also um, Zach has a whiteboard in his office with the entire DCEU sketched out. So that, you know, at least it looks like he's trying to keep things continuity-based and, and connected. I hope that's a big um, whiteboard. I know. I hope it's not a, like a tiny, you know, three-by-four whiteboard that that entire ten years of film fits on. It's like one of those, it's like one of those uh, cubicle desk whiteboards. Right, right. That you just kind of, he's just got like little amateur drawings of Batman and Wonder Woman and Superman on it. And I, you know, I really would if I had this bat, <laughs> this, this whiteboard in my office, just... I, I'm going to assume I have a big office because I'm him, and then I'm going to assume this is a big board because that's the way I want to visualize it. Mm -hmm. I would totally have drapes and curtains that came across the front of it that were, you know, it's like drawings of the Justice League up there protecting my drawings from other people. <laughs> you would go, oh. you would go over there and like pull the grandfather clock uh, that he put near it, and the drapes would come apart. And it's like the Bruce Tim Justice League. Yes, of course it is. <laughs> no, that's exactly what I was imagining. It honestly was complete with Manhunter. All right, Wonder Woman begins filming this fall, uh -huh. um, and Justice League will begin filming in spring 2016. Pre-production for Justice League has already started. Um, the, ben Affleck apparently picked out his own Bruce Wayne hairstyle for the movie, and his own Bruce Wayne hair, because it is a wig he's wearing in this movie. Mm -hmm. um, see, Batman is like around 45 or 46. We already have heard that. Um, but they're saying Batman has already met the Joker, Harley Quinn, and the Suicide Squad. He's the reason they're all in prison. Hmm. Apparently, some of those fans were correct. Batman does carry a machine gun at one point in the movie. 
<clears throat> Sometimes you need one. I guess. I mean, well, and if, I didn't like if he pulls a a machine gun to a party with Superman, for instance. <laughs> well, okay, it's not like he has you know murderous intent. What's he gonna do? Kill him? I don't know. Maybe he's that can still be an my old bad magazine of kryptonite bullets. <laughs> <laughs> I figure he's just Bruce got a magazine Wayne. full of rubber bullets for a bunch of guards. I, I gotta imagine Bruce Wayne, and this is the thing I've suspected. Uh, Bruce Wayne no longer lives in Wayne Manor. He lives in a lake house. Uh, Wayne Manor has been abandoned. I don't know what the reasoning behind that would be. I, I don't either, but it, that was something I'd seen um, popping up. And, you know, in the trailer, they have that kind of big gothic building that's clearly mm-hmm. seen better days. And now it is kind of starting to look like, yeah, he doesn't live there anymore. Something happened. And whatever it is that happened, um, it, it when he comes back to that bat cave, he's got such a kind of um, sentimental look on his face. And it does. It looks like it's been a long time since he's seen that room. It looks like he's he's off somewhere else, and whatever happens inspires him to actually go back into that that manor and the you know attached cave. Right. And you know, I don't know if he knows when he gets there. I don't know if it was part of the story of how the whole thing went down. I don't, I don't know exactly where it fits in, but at some point, the Joker made it in. Right. And maybe that's why he left. I don't know. Um, that could would have be just been one big thing. That's about the only yeah. reason I could ever have gotten behind for Batman taking some time off is losing a Robin, like losing the partner yeah. you trained. That's actually something. And even then, I think, like, no, man, he just doubled down on his efforts. Even then, you, you really want him to double down. But that's the only time I've thought, okay, well, if he if that actually hurt too much to, to continue for a second, I, I wouldn't blame even Batman. Yeah, yeah. I, for, I mean, for some reason, girlfriends just is not enough. Well, I mean, we're we're assuming that this is Jason Todd here. I mean, yeah, Jason Todd dies, double down. But if his favorite died... <laughs> If if Dick Grayson, if it is Dick Grayson, because we don't really know. If it is Dick Grayson, though, yeah, okay. I'll accept that over Rachel. <laughs> if it's Dick, you're going to also take some time off. You're gonna, you're, it's going to take you two viewings of this movie if it ends up being Dick Grayson. Because the moment they say Dick Grayson's dead, you're going to walk out of the damn film. I will. And it, I won't. You'll, you'll, I won't no, walk you'll out of the film. You'll spend like a couple hours in the parking lot crying, and then you'll come in and buy another ticket and hope for hope to catch it around that point. I'm I'm gonna have to. I'm trying to psych myself up for it right now, <laughs> because the moment they say, if they actually do, if they say Dick Grayson is dead mm-hmm. in this movie, he's gone the way of Gordon. They'll say, which is bothersome enough for me. Like you, you uh, one of the reasons we want to see these movies is because they, we there are beloved characters. Now I can understand maybe they said, okay, look at Nolan's trilogy. It was pretty much the the Jim Gordon trilogy. There was too much Gordon in that in, in those <laughs> movies. We we too need to ba- Gordon. <laughs> we need to distance ourselves. It, there was there was so much there Jim was. Gordon. He in was these handled movies. wrongly, but there wasn't too and much of him. I'm not even sure he was handled wrongly. It was just well, you can't fall into a sewer with gunshot wounds and and then still was, command well, the police yes, force. The, we'll get to that in a separate <laughs> podcast, sir. <laughs> but he was but, just right in the second one. Uh, hey, you know what? Uh, us, and I think they did all that shit to Gordon in, in uh, Rises mm-hmm. because in the first two movies, all he really did was just stand there and look confused and waited for Batman to do things. So they put him in a bed to look confused. Right. Look, you get a gunshot wound, a you child. end up in a bed, to, a, a, a sewer, you're getting sepsis. You have to have antibiotics. The amount of antibiotics they have to give you for that, it, you're tripping. You're basically Which tripping on, the entire time. You know, we, we wondered why... You know, he's laying in his bed, he's all doped up and whatnot, mm-hmm. and he says, send all the cops into the sewers. 
terrible idea, <laughs> but okay. Send all the cops into the sewers to retrieve my spleen. Right. We wonder I why think it's still down they there listen somewhere. to him. Oh, and but I lost $40. Point, Tell him to keep a lookout. At this point, I'm looking at the other two movies and thinking, well, all Gordon's ever done is either stand around with, with a small child mm-hmm. and look confused, or he's said nonsensical things. Like, That's he's fair. not the vigilante we, we want, but he's the vigilante we need, and I blah, know. blah, blah, or whatever it was. Turn of Deserve or something. It's, it sounds like Gordon's just, you know, he had a stroke early in life. <laughs> just just one TBI at some point. I, I'm not sure. Something happened to him, and mm. they kind of just, okay, well, it kind of makes sense. It sounds really good. <laughs> well, they they used to call them Ringoisms, like a hard day's night. Uh, mm-hmm. Tomorrow never knows. This is all just crap. Where Ringo was actually trying to say, uh, he was actually trying to say a real phrase, and ended up being whatever the hell came out of his mouth. And the rest of them laughed and made a song and millions of dollars. Right. And my life's so happy. <laughs> all right. Um, big news though, as well. Um, turns out Clark Kent and Lois Lane, man, they live together. They're living in sin up there in Metropolis, man. No. Not my bo- uh, my Boy Scout. <laughs> <laughs> Not my Boy Scout. Oh, um, yeah, they are living together, um, which I guess makes sense. It just sounds like to me like Lois probably got Clark his job because I don't. And Man of Steel, like, we never saw him go to college or anything. Oh no, so, she like, totally well, just pulled one for him. That's yeah, that's like, it. She gets him a job. She lets him stay. He just sounds like a bum now, like the guy that like. <laughs> Your mother, like your mother's, really angry at you for dating. Yeah, from that it's angle, like, why don't you dump him? From that angle, she's brought a strange man home who she had to get a job for, and then the job he has, the, her his boss is yelling at him. So she's having yeah. to cover for him at work. She's having to pay his bills. This is getting ridiculous. Superman, step up. <laughs> step, step up, soups. Think saving the world's bringing home any bacon? That don't pay the rent, buddy. <laughs> oh man, having to give him pep talks right, they, in the middle of all of his stuff too. And they've they've said that Wonder Woman's role in mm-hmm. Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice is key to shifting the story towards Justice League. I assumed that was going to be the case the second I heard she was going to be in it. I'm like, okay, the boys are fighting. She has to step in and be like, dude, dude, yeah, don't make me take, don't make me turn this universe around. He's <laughs> just going to be mid fight. She's going to walk up behind him and slap them both on the wrist. I just want Wonder Woman to come in and just be like. Y'all two are grown ass men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh man. See, it, it really oh, I oh. think it really will be a matter though of, of her literally like showing up to the fight, right them right in the middle of it and banging their two heads together, and when the, the little birdies stop flying around saying, What the hell do you think you're doing? Right, right. Oh man. So in Zack Snyder is it he admits that um well i mean it was his idea to put batman in the movie mm-hmm. and then he admits that when he told christopher nolan that he was going to reinterpret batman christopher nolan was quote taken aback <laughs> he was he was surprised that anyone would try that early after what he had done right it, that what the the other alternative what does he think he he put a a, a cherry on the top of that and no one was ever going to touch it again who the hell do you think you are man he thinks he's Christopher Nolan. It's the bat. We will reinterpret oh, this character to the end of time. 
Now Snyder does say he's he is fully supportive of of him reinterpreting the bat. Not that it matters. It's a Warner Brothers character. Like Christopher Nolan, just I, th- I think he just believes that. I'm just kind of confused by the the betrayed initial response. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jacques, you yeah, know what? What? Why? Yeah, and it fits perfectly. <laughs> it fits perfectly with at uh, two when, Snyder. If it does, it fits perfectly with um like a few a couple months ago where Christian Bale said that he heard that Ben Affleck was cast as Batman and he just sat in his living room for like half an hour staring into the abyss like letting it sink in it's over someone <laughs> took my role <laughs> you said you didn't want it anymore he's been busy yelling at interns though since since that ended he's what it's like the it's like the kid that sells an action figure at a yard sale and then thinks i i can't believe someone bought it right but right. it's mine this is like uh, this is oh. why I've stopped returning video games and like trading them in for other games. Is I missed those games then. Now I want to play them. <laughs> that well, response you, know, you have when you're a kid and you see your friend with your toy and you you want to play it now that never stops. That never stops. It doesn't. It doesn't. And when you know people like us, when we become adults, we 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 grab hold. Whenever of that, that we, happens, by the way, we're ma- yeah, we're mature enough. Well, no, see, we're mature enough to know that we are immature. So we choose to become hoarders. <laughs> so no one can ever, we're not going to touch it again, but we don't want anyone else to play with that toy. Right. It's just over in a corner, and I've, I've peed at the bottom of the corner. <laughs> just to make sure it's well marked. Oh, so that's why you were over there lifting your leg to that $5 Ghostbusters game. I did not just have an itch, I needed scratching. <laughs> So it has been stated now. We we had the question a couple of two or three weeks ago, I think. Um, we were wondering if Batman has been retired for twenty years, or if he was Batman for twenty years, or if he's even been retired at all. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're not sure about that. Clearly, he's got a Batcave mm-hmm. in his lake house because all that stuff looks new and shiny. Mm-hmm. So what's the deal? They say now this is implying to me that he never stopped being Batman. They say he has been Batman for 20 years. All the history is there. This is Zack Snyder talking, by the way. Mm-hmm. Was He says, was there a Robin at one time? Possibly. Well, dude, you've the, the trailer's been it's, released. I'm pretty sure R, we're... What are you trying to do? What are you trying to We're do? We're pretty sure that there's been a Robin at one time, you jackass. Did you just build the costume in case you ever <laughs> decided to take somebody on? Right. He, he'd started to take on many people and was like, nope, you weigh 180 pounds. That costume's made for 177. Sorry, buddy. Keep moving. Right. The R stands for real Bruce. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's my going to be assume. anything that starts with an R? Honestly, I don't care. Robin? Oh, sounds great. Yeah. We want to assume that Batman has reached this point in his life and career as a superhero, and Superman represents a sort of philosophical change. He is a paradigm shift for Batman. I've been fighting criminals all my life, trying to find justice, and now I am confronted with a concept that is transcendent to me. In the face of Superman, a man robbing a bank doesn't matter. He's having a crisis of conscience. Am Hmm. I really just a vigilante who stalks the alleys of Gotham? It is rich stuff that he deals with. Ben does an an amazing job. That sounds really pretty fantastic. It does. It, it sounds great. And he, the, they're right, though. That that happened in the comics at some point. I mean, it, hell, when yeah. he first started, he was just taking on Muggers. So was Superman. Um, but my favorite, my favorite, my my favorite pre-meeting reference mm-hmm. um, is from the first episode. It's first or second episode, but it's the three-parter opening for Superman the animated series, where Clark's talking about wearing a costume, 
And his mom goes, my Ma Kent goes, I don't want people thinking you're like that nut in Gotham. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, uh, Snyder also apparently left the impression that there won't be much of, of Aquaman in this film. Um, he, In reference to that, he says, you will understand he exists. Well, I mean, I've understood he exists. I, I, if I had to just kind of throw a guess out now and, you know, just see if it won, um, you know, one in 13,000 kind of odds, I, I think it might be mm-hmm. one of those things where we don't see him until the end of the movie when they've already gone through everything and teamed up and it's kind of a shot-by-shot mm-hmm. shot juxtaposition of, like, you just see a glimpse of Atlantis and you just see a glimpse of a really fast kid a few cities away. and Yeah. I think it might be something like it, that. Yeah. Hell, I, it could I'm, just I'm even sure be the stinger. Hell. Now, uh, earlier this week, uh, a bunch of photos were dropped uh, in reference to Batman versus Superman. Um, actually, our one of our fans, Christopher White, who we talked about last week, um, good man, we gave the recommended reading list to. Um, he sent us a link full of, of pictures. Um, they have been dropped. They're from the Empire Magazine uh, September issue, as was all of the information we just talked about. Uh, there's Batman in armor standing by the bat signal from a profile angle, and and Superman standing in Wayne Manor, and Lex Luthor standing in LexCorp, which uh, LexCorp, which appears to be a basketball court. <laughs> well, he's he's very very he trendy little shape. snot. He stays in shape. Very very trendy little snot. This Lex Luthor. Like, oh, we're going to have our board meeting in a basketball court. Yeah, and it's got LexCorp on the side and everything. And, like, we're just pitching ideas as, uh, while we're pitching balls into a basketball. Uh. Right. In some ways, this is like the social network, too. <laughs> yeah. This is what happened to Zuckerberg. Right. Um, it would not have surprised me, though, if that kid ended up being Luthor. So I, this works for me. Yeah, there are a bunch of photos. Um, and yeah, you're right, though. The way they're describing that set, it keeps sounding like, what if the guy who ran Google ended up being Luther? It is. <laughs> now, two big casting uh, news bits pop down, and they're still not official. Warner Brothers is still not saying this is exactly what it is, but this is the Heroic Hollywood. Um, those cats are saying that, that this is this is the real deal, and they're usually right, guys. So I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. We'll update it if it's not true. Um, but Jenna Malone is apparently playing Barbara Gordon. If the eventual goal is to get her into a Batgirl outfit, works for me. I'm on board because have you seen the Hunger Games? For God's sake, yeah, Hunger Games, and I I know I know everyone's going to scoff when I say it, but Sucker Punch. <laughs> she was bad. She no, was badass. She was not part punch. of that movie. I didn't like. Right. She was badass and sucker and sucker punch. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, to me, sucker punch almost looks like it should have just been like a hastily scripted uh, audition reel for Zack Snyder's future movies. And if that's what it ultimately winds up being, fine. A fifty million dollar demo tape. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, aside from 50, Michael Bay, who else would you that. want? Who else would, aside from maybe Michael Bay, who else would you accept having a fifty million dollar audition reel? Like, honestly, um, <clears throat> I want to say Dwayne Johnson. Moving on, <laughs> Scoot McNary. <laughs> uh, Scoot McNary. Oh, Scoot McNary. Oh, Scoot. It is a, a, an appropriate name, apparently. I'm almost <laughs> sure that is in poor taste, sir. I know. I know. He'll Scoot be McNary. on set in this new film. 
Yeah, he was cast, and they didn't. They don't want to let us know who he is, et cetera, et cetera. Probably because of all the bad press when the fans start bitching about what's about to take place. Mm-hmm. He's he. It looks like he's playing Jimmy Olsen, and um, they did. They found some some pictures of old Scoot with some green screen socks on mm-hmm. up to his knees, and uh, looks like old Superman's old pal Jimmy Olsen. Well, he was he was hanging around during the uh, what are they calling it? The Black Zero event, the day that Zod and Superman destroyed half of the city. Mm-hmm. It looks like he lost his legs. Like Jimmy Olsen became an amputee. Yeah, he didn't have his watch yet. <laughs> real sh- real shame that. Oh, but if he here's what confuses me: if he's playing Jimmy Olsen, why are they letting another dude play Jimmy Olsen? on Supergirl because generally if the characters are going to be in a movie Warner Brothers says no you can't use yeah, that but they, character. They do allow it when it's a different enough take. Like that's why Gotham's even still got legs right now. Um I guess. It, it's, it's so yeah I, <laughs> I felt bad when I was about to say it. I that, I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. I, that was unintentional. Um but yeah, it's such a different take they don't care. I mean Jimmy Olsen uh Big old hunky dude is pretty much not not anything near what we're going to see in this film, apparently. By the way, the uh, guy has a lot of uh, Affleck ties. Um, uh huh. I, I I think he might he might want screen time. I, it wouldn't be surprised me if, if it wouldn't surprise me if they ended up kind of getting some screen time together. Yeah. So it also wouldn't surprise me if he's one of the people that got maimed in a way in industries building. Mm. So yeah, apparently Jimmy Olsen will have to scoot because he's got McNary a leg to stand on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> you know that my first thought, my first thought though, when I saw that Jimmy Olsen was cast was, and uh, it, it really was, ha ha! Fuck you, Dave. You have your Jimmy. Yeah. Because this was a genuine but, problem you had with, uh, with the you know the Man of Steel is is why not right. just give me Jimmy? Why? Why do you have to recast a cousin? Right. Like why does it? Why do they have to make it Jenny Olsen? And then in the movie they never call her Ol- call her Olsen. So like. You scared me for no reason because you could easily throw in a Jimmy Olsen in there. Right. You can, and, and she could have be been like, Jenny yeah, Craig for all it mattered, and it would have been just funny. yeah, yeah. And then they cut it out. Where you like? Did she? She never had a reason to be called Olsen. No. She was just the girl that works for the Daily Planet with the bald guy. Right. <laughs> and you know they go through. And you know what killed me? And I didn't mention it in the Man of Steel review, and I guess I'll mention it here for no other reason than I want to. It's like. Never failed us before. She, Go for it. She and Perry and Baldy are running around the city, and they're like helping each other. They've seen some shit at this point, point. Mm-hmm. and 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 Baldy helps her get out of that. Like what? However, how in the hell did that cage even happen? Like that cage know. of of metal and building. Anyway, it's, they it's help one her of those out of bizarre that. things that could only ever happen in a movie because it usually when you're piled under that much rubble, the rubble didn't bother yeah. to save a human shaped space in the middle. I know. But yeah, so then at the end of the movie, like the dude, she's like, come on, Lois, he's got the he's got the tickets. He's like, when are you going to throw me a bone? And she's like, you should go back to to trolling the intern pool and then looks back at Jenny and goes, sorry. And then he's like, what do you say? And Jenny just completely is a complete dick to this bald dude who saved her life, who helped save her life. She just well, laughs and shakes her head like, <laughs> no, it obviously I'm not saying she obviously saving go- someone's life doesn't make office place sexual harassment
but okay. Well, yeah, naturally. And I'm not saying she should go on a date with him. I'm just saying, you know, why do you have to be such a jerk about it, Jenny? Let the guy down easy. He's clearly, He's clearly very trying sad to and use pathetic. His little moment of fame for, uh, and heroism to try to put his penis in things, which is it, it kind of does take the sting off the. Because <laughs> you can imagine that guy running around the office, just saying, "Hey, you know, I saved that girl's life. Want to have sex?" And that, oh. that doesn't work. And going to another girl within earshot of that same conversation, "Hey, you know, I saved that girl's life. You want to have sex?" What's How would you like to take did... a heroic penis? He never seemed like that guy. He wasn't the Todd from Scrubs. It's the hidden secret of of Man of Steel, that that little under-the-radar sexual harassment plot. It wasn't even like the sexual harassment. Of it the was, Daily Planet. It was like the way this dude played it, it was just obnoxious guy from the 50s who just wants to ha- go on, like go somewhere with some woman. Like he just <laughs> it's not in any way like sexualized or anything. He's just like, I got tickets to a ball game. I know how dames like them. <laughs> it just uh that poor guy. Yeah, this is like we this is like a Willie Loman character, now, man. Generally like, though, <laughs> and I I I gotta say though, it is. It's a it's a guy girl kind of thing. Like don't buy a girl tickets to a baseball game just as a right? as a shot. Look, I, I understand right. there are literally, literally millions of, of women that love baseball. And it, mm-hmm. no, not to not to rule that out, but there are more women that don't like baseball. Play your odds, dude. Right. And, you know, I'm not a sports fan at all, but just on his face, I would say maybe not pick the most boring sport this side of golf. No. You grab some flaming lips tickets and, and take a shot. Yeah. Or, you know, for Lois, the thrill-seeking Lois, you know, good point yeah tickets to uh, tickets to watch the a skyscraper burn you know the flaming skyscrapers (laughs) (sighs) she's like i already know how to skydive how do you think i kept up with superman and man of steel god they must have like evacuation drills every single day at that building now since they've reported oh yeah yeah anyway gosh we have gone on for a while here way too long says there was not this much news i don't know what just happened we had fun, and I hope that you did too, because that's it for this episode. Tomorrow we'll be dropping our spoiler-filled review of Justice League, Gods and Monsters. If you can pick up what we've been putting down, please go give us a five-star rating and good reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. You can find us both of those places, as well as DCOnScreen.com. If you want a similar podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, go check out our friends Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, also on iTunes and Stitcher, and on mcucast.com. Until tomorrow, put some DC on your screen. I know we will. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh?
I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.